Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we see Luke's account of the feeding of the 5,000. Pausing to view and reflect on this miraculous work of the Lord Jesus leads us to several insights. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 9 as we study Nourished in a Desolate Place. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity once again to gather around your word, to study, to pray, to search out your truths, and to be fed spiritually, as we view this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. And Father, we ask that as we are well nourished in your word, that we would be strengthened and enabled to live out the truth of your word day by day. Guide us as we study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we continue our study in the Gospel of Luke, we'll begin reading today in Luke chapter 9, verse 12. We're told, Now the day was ending. And the twelve came and said to Jesus, Send the crowd away, that we may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get something to eat. For here we are in a desolate place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all of these people. For there were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. Now, as we look at this passage of Scripture, we know Jesus has withdrawn with his disciples to do some debriefing over their being sent out to cast out demons and to cure various diseases. The multitude had come around. Jesus had taught them, and he had been healing them. And now we don't know if this is the end of that day or if this is the end of a day that comes later. But Luke simply says, now the day was ending. Whatever day it was, it was coming to a close. And the twelve thought they'd had enough. It was time to send the crowds home, let them go home, find some place to rest, go to their homes or find lodging, and get something to eat, which makes perfect sense. Every single one of us would be thinking exactly the same way. Let's send the crowd away. It's time we go get something to eat and we rest for the night and they need to do the same. They wanted to send the crowd away because where they were did not have food and did not have shelter. We know that because at the end of verse 12, we are told that the disciples said, for here we are in a desolate place. They were in a place that was isolated, that was remote, that was desolate. Jesus didn't see things the way the disciples did. We need to understand Jesus often sees things differently, and one of our great challenges as believers is to see the world, see our circumstances, through the lens that God sees. We need to understand that God's ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. The Bible tells us there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And so Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And they responded to Jesus. Notice the give and take. 
We have no more than five loaves and two fish. We don't have enough for all of these people. Now, we've already been told in the introduction, we're told also in verse 14, there were about 5,000 men. Now, many speculate that they only counted the men, and so there were also women and children, which makes sense. So there could have been as many as 5,000 men, 5,000 women, five or 10,000 children. <laughs> we don't know. We know at the very least, clearly in Scripture, there were about 5,000 men. And they only had five loaves and two fish. That's not enough food. They said, what do you want? We only have five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all of these people. Can you imagine? Now, now just think for a second. Can you imagine the frustration in the disciples' hearts as Jesus says, you give them something to eat? That statement alone is absurd in any natural circumstance. No way 12 disciples, no way 100 disciples, has enough food for 5,000 men. Going and buying this food would not only take a lot of money, but have you ever gone shopping for a fellowship meal or for a large group of people? It's a lot of food. Getting food, going and traveling, buying the food, hauling it back, delivering it to everyone, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of money. That's where we're told there's 5,000 men, and Jesus said to his disciples, have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. Jesus told his disciples, I want you to give instructions to all of these people. Tell them to sit down, but not just sit down, but to sit down specifically in groups of about 50 people apiece. They did so. Now, you understand that groups of 50, there were a 100 different groups of 50. And I assume that Jesus is doing this so that they can manage going to this group and feeding them and this group and feeding them. And, you know, there's order to what Jesus does here, even though what he's expected the disciples to do seems unbelievable. The disciples, to their credit in verse 15, they did so and had them all sit down. Now, I have to tell you, verse 15 is amazing to me. It says something about the way Jesus was received by his disciples, their respect for him, their understanding of who he is. It says something about their faith. Because if I gave this instruction to anybody around me, there would be an argument. My wife alone would give me a lot of problems because trying to feed 5,000 people with hardly any food and then organizing them so that we can feed them without having already purchased the food and brought the food, it just makes no sense. But the disciples, verse 15 says, they did so and had them all sit down, obviously, in groups of 50. Verse 16, then he, Jesus, took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them and kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people. There is a process here. The Lord looks up to heaven, and he doesn't just look up and stop looking up. The language here seems to indicate that he is looking up to heaven. He is continually, he is continually blessing the five loaves and the two fish, 
continually breaking them, and he kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people. On top of all the things we've already considered, the number of the people, the amount of food, the cost that it might have taken, the faith of the disciples, this takes a long time. It takes a while to break five loaves and two fish and distribute them to 5,000 people or more. And he kept giving them to disciples to set before the people. A disciple would go out with a, a basket full. He would come back with an empty basket, receive another basket full, and deliver them. That's what they were doing over and over and over again to at least a hundred different groups of 50 people each. Verse 17, and they all ate and were satisfied. They didn't just get a little bite to hold them over. They were satisfied. They had had all they needed. They all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up, 12 baskets full. Coincidence that we have 12 disciples and there are 12 baskets? No, not at all. They each had evidence in their hands within the baskets, not only of what Jesus did, but that what Jesus did, having satisfied all the people, there was more food after the feeding of the 5,000 than they had when they began. What lessons are in this for us? God's ways are higher than our ways? Absolutely. That God does miracles? That Jesus did miracles? Certainly. That the disciples had faith and obeyed the Lord when he told them to do simple things like this? Sure. But God is able not only to do the impossible, not only to do miracles, but he can do exceedingly and more abundantly for us than we can even ask. I'm reminded of James. You have not because you ask not. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lusts. I don't believe we're to quit our job, sit at home, and ask God to just feed us bread and fish. That's not the point of this lesson. The point of this lesson is the compassion Jesus has and the opportunity he takes to teach his disciples, to feed the multitude, and to teach them. And yet, when everyone had eaten and were satisfied, there were pieces left over. When we partake of the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ, when we do so, we are satisfied. And when we do so, we are filled and overflowing with his blessings and his riches. Praise the Lord for this and so much more that can be seen in this passage of Scripture. Father in heaven, I thank you for your Son. I thank you for your truth. I thank you not only for his presence on this earth, as your revelation to us, as your sacrifice for our sins, but I thank you for his words, all of his teachings that guide and direct us, that instruct us in righteousness and faith. And I also thank you, Father, for his mighty works, which demonstrate your power for us. We need to see that demonstration of power. We don't need to see it physically for ourselves. We can see it in your word. And yet, if we'll look around, we see it around us as well. For you continue to heal, and you continue to strengthen, and you continue to save. Father, you are good and gracious, 
and your mercies endure forever. We thank you for these. All of this we offer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.